0: I had a question about munchies, but I'm like getting turned on now. <laughs> I, was say, I was gonna say, you know, do you guys ever get like crazy munchies on your show just talking about food the whole time?
1: Hell yeah, horny and the munchies. That's Horny and the theme. munchies. <laughs> <man>.
0: <laughs> this is Lit and Lucid, your after work de-stress smoke sesh podcast.
2: I'm your host Lit.
0: And I'm your host Lucid, and we're gonna take you on a journey
2: a journey to discover the truth and find the balance.
0: Every week we get deep on those thought provoking topics that ooze out of the cannabis universe.
2: But we also keep it real by illuminating important issues and people in today's culture.
0: So kick back,
2: consume your favorite cannabis products and get cozy Cozy in the the lit and
0: lucid lucid lifestyle. lifestyle.
2: Welcome everybody to season 12 of the show. You guys, we are so stoked to hit 120 episodes. We've been recording and session with you guys for over three years and have talked to some really amazing dope people about all things cannabis. But today, speaking of three years in the podcast industry, we have Weed and Grub on our show. For those of you who don't know, uh, we have co-hosts Mike Glazer and Mary Jane Gibson joining us from California. And for those of you who don't know about the podcast, they focus on cannabis, culture, comedy, cooking, and generally calling shit out. So if you guys haven't checked out Weed and Grub, I highly recommend it. It's super funny. They do a great job. They're definitely a podcast we've been looking up to during this whole journey. So super stoked to have you guys on the show um, Mike, he's a comedian Having written and performed for various shows From the Food Networks, Worst Cooks in America As well as Saturday Night Live And Mary Jane is a writer and actress Having written for High Times for over a decade As well as with Rolling Stone and Playboy So with that, what's up guys? Thanks for being on the show
3: What's up? Thank you so much for having us.
1: Congratulations. Yeah,
3: congratulations.
1: Thank you. That's awesome. 12 fucking seasons. That's so cool. That's so cool to stick (laughs) with something. Mm -hmm.
0: yeah really it's i mean nobody else knows the work that goes into it except for you guys i mean you guys have been doing the same stuff so
1: oh but before we go i never wrote for saturday night live but i would like to and i did turn in a packet this year that i believed in so thank you for putting it in the air for maybe next year there you go (laughs)
3: manifesting
1: (laughs) gotta put
0: it out there yeah (laughs) so thanks
1: yeah we'll save that bit
0: for our 2022 show (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, like we can sl- splice them together <laughs> yeah. and then it'll be you predicting my future. You know. It's really
0: Thank great. You. I love yeah. it. It's like some Dostradamus shit.
3: Prognostication.
0: Well, we always start a show by asking our guests if they're cannabis consumers, but this one is a little bit obvious to us. So uh, why don't you guys just start and kind of tell us where each of your journeys began with cannabis. Maybe uh, Mary Jane first.
3: I uh, grew up in Newfoundland off the east coast of Canada and the cannabis culture there was entirely hash when I was growing up Mm. in the 80s and 90s so my first experiences with weed were actually in hash form smoking a split with a friend who was kind enough to share or if I got really lucky I'd end up at a party where someone would have a gram of hash and they'd be rolling it up into hot knives do you know about hot knives no it's like the original dab basically (laughs) you know it's like a little, you know, dab of hash that you put on a hot knife and then you, you know, take the vapor from that. And it's sort of the old school before dabs existed, we were before
1: electricity existed.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Real throwback there. I am. Yes. I'm years old. i don't mean a thousand i mean
1: like technology <laughs> has moved quick in the cannabis game technology
3: did yeah i was actually at high times when the very first cover about dabs ever came out i think it was 2013. so oh, yeah wow. weed culture has super evolved since i've started smoking and basically my journey took me from newfoundland to theater school in montreal and then i traveled around and worked a lot as an actor and i ended up in new york working as a performer when i got a job with high times because i just like met them at a party and they were like your name's mary jane you should work with us. And so
2: <laughs> right.
3: basically I got a job copy editing there and then that's I kind awesome. of worked my way up and started writing and finally took a job as an editor that brought me out to California to open up the West Coast office. And that's when I connected with Mike and we uh, hit it off and it's been, it's been all green ever since.
0: <laughs> uh, I love that. So I got to ask, wait, wait is, your ever name, green. is your name like legit Mary Jane?
3: It is my yep. It's my given name. It's an old Big family time. name. <laughs> so it really worked out, and it's funny, you know. I had a friend who was with the High Times gang when I met them. Who was like, you know, I thought you were an arc for a while because it just seemed so obvious. to <laughs> yeah. Show up saying my name's Mary Jane, <laughs> yeah. um, and he showed me he'd actually written it down in that like you know total stoner like conspiracy theorist move. He'd written it down in a moleskin that he kept with him. He was like, I'm not. I'm not sure if I should trust her. I
0: feel like yes. the FBI is not very creative anymore. <laughs> yeah. also he sounds like the narc he's the one keeping clues so, <laughs> you to be, at
3: that, especially at that time they had to be very paranoid you know they were like doing super illegal shit it's a different world now for a lot of us but um uh, i was gonna uh, say
2: you don't even need to be a ghostwriter name like you could just marry jane like you're good <laughs> <laughs> yeah it
3: worked out for sure
2: that's funny
3: well,
0: how about you mike where did it where did it all begin with cannabis
1: Oh, man, like nine o'clock this morning. It was awesome. (laughs) I just woke up and just like started smoking. And it's been a good day. So yeah, you know, why not? Oh, something really cool. Talk about manifest Mary Jane Gibson and my middle name is the letter J. So both of our initials are MJG. And that always just felt like a sign that we should make shit together that's
0: wow. big time
3: that is yeah yeah oh, well, cosmic
0: yeah <laughs> right it's like that's the universe aligning if mm-hmm. it aligns with weed it's like it has to be totally i oh, do
1: do you all do you all think that weed makes you more attuned to the universe and taking in signs and oh, saying totally. yes
0: yes oh, for sure for yeah. sure yeah. i mean that's when i started realizing that like the universe was even like more of a thing when i started smoking weed i was like jesus we have a purpose here yeah
3: Oh, yeah. Really? And we're all connected to it. Like it's, there's no, like <laughs> we, just, I have to say we just shot a thing where Mike had to smoke a bunch of weed. So we're like coming on here right after Mike got super fucking stoned.
0: <laughs> it's awesome. Perfect. Perfect. I love my job. Yeah.
2: That's the
3: best I love time. my
0: job so much. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this podcast is all about.
2: Well, yeah. speaking of, you know, cannabis and food, you guys are the weed and grub podcast. So I assume you kind of like food. Uh, but Mike, I also saw you were on the worst cooks in America. So I feel like cooking might not be your forte. Uh, but tell us a little <laughs> bit more, you guys, like what's the gist on the weed and grub?
1: Yeah, cooking was not my forte. I heard <laughs> a spot on that show. I like earned it. They were impressed with my worstness. And it's because I just ate frozen pizzas and tuna a sandwiches with a, too much mayo for like most of my life. I love both of those things so much. So that's like all I would eat. Um, but there's like other foods out there I learned. And I learned that on the <laughs> Food Network, being one of the worst cooks in America.
2: Well, that show is like really bad. Like people are legit bad at cooking on that show.
1: <laughs> I made a my first pizza on episode one was a pizza challenge. And I shaped my pizza like a dick. And I got it on TV. <laughs> and I'm really proud of that.
0: That's big time. So probably <laughs> so that's. That's like a Guinness Book of World Record, probably. It's like the first dick on TV in the shape of a pizza. <laughs> oh, damn! Thank you. Yes. <laughs> did you eat it? Yeah, and so did Anne Burrell, and she hated it. <laughs> she hated she it.
1: <laughs> she, <laughs> yo, well, she got she yelled at me because I didn't take the pits out of my olives. So anyone just eating oh my, my pizza God. was going to get a full of pits in their teeth. And I, she made the record. She knew what she was talking about. Yeah. So yeah. what,
2: Mary Jane? Are you the cooker around the house? Uh, well, Mike has
3: neglected to tell you that he then went to culinary school to actually learn how to become a really good cook, and is actually <laughs> of the two of us the better cook <laughs> now. He's great.
0: I hate losing so much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just going to become a chef.
0: That's like the best inspiration <laughs> yeah. to be like on national TV called the worst cook.
2: yeah
3: yeah Yeah, so when we hang in the kitchen now it's great because I I learned to cook on a fishing boat I worked as a deckhand on a salmon boat and when I got on the boat and went to Alaska with them I didn't realize that I was actually supposed to be the cook as well as a deckhand so I kind of had to learn as as we went and I was lucky to have you know a very forgiving crew Um, so I learned to love cooking and then I worked in restaurants for years in Seattle and New York and I've just always loved being around food and food service and so when Mike and I met we realized that Weed and food were our two favorite things in the cornerstones for conversations about everything under the sun so you know we loved cooking and hanging and talking and smoking and eating and yeah r- you know rinse and repeat that's kind of it so we we have like sunday dinners where we'll spend like five hours in the kitchen just you know we get stoned we, we make can a- you
1: share the the chicken recipe the cast oh. iron chicken recipe because yes. it's so fucking bomb
3: barefoot contessa There's a chicken with roast arugula salad recipe where you roast the chicken in a cast iron skillet on top of thick country bread. Mm -hmm. And when you pull it out, you roast it at really high heat. And so when you pull it out, the bread has caught all the drippings and crisped up. So (gasps) it's like the world's best crouton. And it's full of fat and it's salty and it's crunchy. And then you serve that over arugula with the champagne vinaigrette dressing and and chicken. And it's like it's everything you need in the world.
0: Oh, (laughs) everybody should have a dinner. Like, prepared enough for tonight. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's we should all be having.
3: <laughs> if you just Google barefoot contessa roast arugula chicken recipe, that's the one. That's Boom. all you need. That's oh, yeah. great, too. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Jared good. would love if I cooked a whole chicken. I don't think I've ever done that.
1: I know, please. It's, good it's to so fun to do. It's the
3: best.
1: Yeah. To like trussing a chicken and getting those legs tied together with string. It's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: like really getting it. in
3: there and stuffing it.
0: Yeah, Mike makes everything sexy. <laughs> <laughs> you type it like that. Yeah, rub it with butter. <laughs>
3: yeah, smack it a little. Oh, yes. Smack it around.
0: Yeah. yeah, I had a question about munchies, but I'm like getting turned on now. <laughs> I, was say, I was gonna say, you know, do you guys ever get like crazy munchies on your show just talking about food the whole time?
1: Hell yeah, horny in the munchies. That's horny in the munchies. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Kind of early on in the podcast, we had a a good laugh when I came over and Mike, like at some point disappeared and went into the kitchen to snack on something. And I came in and I was like, wait, you have food I don't know about? Like, what are you talking about? This is very important that I assess all of the contents of your fridge. And I am aware of all the snacks that are available to me at all times because I might need some at some point. And then we joked about installing a Nest uh, camera on his fridge so I can just like (laughs) remotely like wash what what's going in. on <laughs> <laughs> what's your what's your
1: leftover quotient should yeah. I come over
3: and help you with that leftover in your Maybe. that
1: would be so funny if you came over to record and you made a beeline for my fridge because you knew I had chicken tandoori the night
0: before
3: yeah absolutely <laughs> I full on I'm going to install surveillance cameras in your fridge so I know what to come over for oh I like
0: God. that idea we should also start doing that when we go to our friend's house be like can I just peek in the fridge real fast like, <laughs> yeah I'm not a night. weed
3: narc but I'm a food narc <laughs> for for. you <laughs> <laughs> feel
2: like I I don't care what the weed supply is, but the food I need to know about.
3: Yeah, I need to know, but I will report you <laughs> if it's not up to snuff.
2: <laughs> well, so speaking of like weed and food, like what's your favorite foods to eat while high?
1: I got mine top one. Oh man, the Trader Joe's elote seasoned corn chips. I'm eating like a, a bag every 3 days right now. They're such an important chip. They're so good.
3: Yeah, I think Trader, Trader Joe's during the pandemic has been like number one go-to snack station for all time. There is a situation at Trader Joe's that I avoid now. There's an aisle that I don't go to anymore because just I was like, snacks. I was just falling asleep with bags of this um, chocolate covered pretzel, like on, like my pillow would be covered in pretzels when I wake up. It was, it was a bad situation because I would like get stoned and go to watch a movie and fall asleep in bed with pretzels on my chest. But um i'm trying to be a little healthier right now so i've I've got a fridge full of like all different kinds of chopped salads and i'm trying to chill some apples honestly if you crunch into a cold Mm. apple when you're perfectly baked that is like Mm.
2: yeah i'm down with the fresh munchies for sure yeah
3: that fresh crunch is really good and i think you know stoners get a bad rap because you know it's like we always reach for those snack foods and cheetos but that's really not the case i know so many healthy people who have great appetite when they're stoned and they reach for something that's good
2: for them. So I was yeah. thinking about that too earlier. I was trying to think of like what my favorite munchie was and I really couldn't come up with it. Cause I was like, well, I just like whatever it is. I'm when I'm high, like I like whatever I'm eating. So like, I'm cool with it. There's not like a yeah. one go-to where I'm like, okay, like I got to eat this for sure. What about you?
0: Oh my God. I'm going to be like super gluttonous here and just like bite the bullet, but like Reese's eggs, those like Easter eggs. <laughs> oh, yeah, I eat those. Yeah. All year around. <laughs>
2: He's got a problem like, right like now. Year yeah. around.
0: I, like, get all excited whenever, like, it's, I'm, like, fucking Nike shoes for, like, Reese's. Whenever they launch their new one, I'm, like, oh, look, they got the trees now. We got to go get the trees. And they got the eggs out. We got to go grab the eggs. But
2: he'll get it, like, a month in advance and, like, somehow justify it and be, like, well, it's not Halloween yet. or You know, we got to get ready. We got to try them out. And then, like, you know, past Halloween, we're still eating the pumpkins. I know. (laughs) They should sponsor your podcast. That sounds like
0: a a yes. real deal for them <laughs> i know i feel like they're really starting to get in that weed vibe they had like this super late night vibe over like i don't know like december or something i don't know it's kind of sexy and i feel yeah. like you know if they just incorporated weed into it they wouldn't even care they're like sure
3: yeah Fuck yes. i feel like you know we're we're approaching the era where all of the fast food joints are really going to start straight up doing that like jack in the box had a campaign a couple of years ago with oh, scoop yeah. dog around 420 and i feel like it's it's coming we're gonna start seeing taco bell straight up being like, come here when you're high, you yeah. know? <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure. I mean, th- I think they have like the munchie menu or something. I don't know. I mean, they yeah. were like the original go-to. They were open till midnight and it's like, why would you need food at midnight unless you were high? <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was the original.
2: Also speaking about munchie food, we did hear your epic song the other day. Was it Popeye's chicken sandwich? Is that the one you had?
3: Yep. That was yep. legit. Uh, yep. Yeah, we were, we were, uh, Yeah, blown away by those Popeye's chicken sandwiches. And so uh, in honor of Popeye's, I composed uh, Driving Biscuit, which is to the tune of Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. And um, smash hit, I think. Smash hit,
1: great biscuit. Yeah,
3: Popeye's (laughs) biscuits, you know. Keep going. Um, I fucking love you when I'm driving through Burbank, crumbling in my lap. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. that's, that's so suck. great. That's,
0: that's so pretty good. That's pretty descriptive, too. I mean, that's what's going to happen.
3: Yeah, you get that driving biscuit to go while you head home to eat your sandwich. That's right. what Mike taught me. I'm new to this.
0: No, no, you would do it with a fry.
3: I would do it with a fry or a rib, but like now I'm all a driving rib. Yeah, a driving
1: rib?
0: rib. <laughs> yeah. You to <gotta laughs> like wipe your steering wheel off the next day. Shit, things yep. are sticky.
3: It's like the perfect driving food because you can just, you know, one hand at lunch. Oh, oh, it is in the
0: shape of the steering wheel. Flintstone
3: style, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's pretty fun. I mean, we're like with, the you know, weed and, and, you know, and food. I mean, with the idea of the podcast, I mean, what came first? Was it like the idea for like we should start a podcast or was it like we really fucking love weed and food. Let's start a podcast on weed and food.
1: Well, we met for lunch over weed and food just to see if we (laughs) liked each other, you You know. Like it's, and it's risky to go eat lunch with somebody. Like you've got to drive somewhere, you got to sit, you got to like make it a commitment. So I was pretty nervous because lunch is a real choice. And then we just had a ball and just ate food and cracked up and smoked weed. And it was like, oh shit. We should make shit together. I'm so glad this lunch happened.
3: But can we say, like, we we immediately decided that we wanted to make things together and never end the conversation because, you know, we, mm. we just roll all night into, you know, topic after topic. But we had our first idea. We're like, let's do a podcast. Podcasts are like a, a thing. And uh, our first idea for a podcast was to go to restaurants and eat and then talk about it. And we were like... <laughs> We actually went.
1: It's a dumb idea. It's the
3: worst <laughs> idea ever. It's like like...
1: Doughboys does it amazingly because of fast food and the idea of knowing what the hell the restaurant is they're going to.
3: Yeah, but it's also they're comedians and it's a hang and it's not about the food they ate, it's more about like That's a great point. It's five. about the heart. We were literally like, "Okay, so at Lodge Bread, we got this pizza and this salad, and this was what was in it. And we did it a couple of times, and then we listened back, and we were like, oh, this is worse than telling someone about your mushroom trip or your dream. Like, it's nobody <laughs> wants to hear about the meal that you ate that they can't have. Like, that's just yeah. not going to go. So we, we uh, you know, kind of like- Scrapped that bitch. Scrapped it, and we worked <laughs> out a new format, and we were like, okay, we're just going to get high and talk about things that we love, including food and sex and- you know, pop culture and important things like, you know, whatever you want to deem important, including snacks.
1: We both decided on like one of the earliest episodes because we needed to get our lives together that we wish that we got possessed by a life coach who had died so that we could have a ghost coach inside us to help us make better choices. And that's when I knew this podcast was for me.
2: <laughs>
1: ghost, coach. So ghost coach. Ghost coach. I love it.
0: I love the transition Mm -hmm. too, because I mean, I could say it's extremely entertaining now and I think the direction you guys are going, if there is one really, I mean, it's like, it's a, it's a hit. And so keep doing it. Thank
3: you. I think for me, especially in this, you know, crazy year where we've all been stuck at home making this podcast with Mike because we quarantine together. We're like, let's just be buds in people's ears, like good, fun, positive buds who talk about things that maybe don't matter so much because everything around us, matters a lot and these matter too but they're they're just fun and light and positive positive. and I think that that was my thing that I was really proud of that we put out a weekly episode during the pandemic that was like a hopefully an hour where people could just tune in and kind of like relax and yeah. feel like they were just
1: hanging with with friends yo buds Mm. and that's
2: totally what it is it's definitely that vibe for sure like i've been listening to some episodes and you guys are just laughing and having fun like i wish we could have that much fun on our podcast (laughs) i don't know like our personalities aren't (laughs) like that really but i'm like you guys are just having so much fun and it's dope i love it thank you
3: we're not we
0: were like we're missing the comedian bit and that's like the next segment of the show like just so it happens to be but we were curious you know How how does one become a comedian? Is it like a natural born talent or do you got to go to school or do you just like find out you're funny someday and you're like, this is something I should chase after. Like, how does it happen? Hmm.
1: I don't know. It's too hard. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like being an artist is crazy. It's it's like not for everyone, but it's for some. And I love trying to feel like one because that's the most important thing to me is feeling like an artist. So if I can keep feeling that way. That's what I have to do.
3: One thing that I've learned about comedians is that they're very serious. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, have you ever seen the movie Funny People?
1: Uh -uh. Um, Oh, I feel like. Oh, it's not.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I've learned just through being with Mike through this quarantine and watching him put out comedy that it's like, you know, you see that the funny tip of the iceberg and what is underneath it Mm -hmm. is just this, like, incredible amount of writing and thinking and working and you know like the funny part is what we all get to enjoy so Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't want to speak for you but like
1: thanks uh, it's serious business yeah it is serious business it's work it's work yeah and that's
0: tight (laughs) i think that's something important to know too because i mean as like the perception that you know we flip on like a stand-up comedy or something and somebody waltzes on stage and like we laugh our ass off for an hour and we're like this person just like wakes up at 8 a.m and like entertains their kids and their family all morning and heads off to their day job or goes to the coffee shop and like puts on a performance at the coffee shop and i think the perception is to everybody that like comedians are funny 24 7 and it just comes naturally and you're just standing there and like you get a joke and you say it and i think the reality with like most things is it's probably not like that and understanding your background there's a lot of writing involved and i think i read maybe it was like a forbes article or something somewhere where you were talking about how do you you know what's funny and what's not funny and your comment to that was like, you just got to keep writing and just see what sticks. You can't just like put all your put all your eggs in one basket and hope that one joke's going to be like super funny. You just got to keep creating.
1: Yeah, unless it's like a Easter or Reese's egg, that would be tight. I think that the True, like yeah. thing. Do you all ever? I don't know, Mary Jane. Do you feel this way too? But like, do you feel like ideas come easier the more you work really hard at having ideas? So like, the only way to keep doing comedy is to keep thinking about comedy all the time, most of the time but all of the time. Mm-hmm. And then it makes ideas come easier that are comedy. Like I just never want that dam to close. I want it to be wider and wider. And I want, what's it called? When the water rushes past the rocks and it makes it a wider river? I don't know. What's that called? I don't Like know. erosion? Erosion. I, I want know. there to be like bad idea erosion for good <laughs> ideas to stream through.
3: So <laughs> when we go... Oh, I was just gonna no, say no. like when we we'll, we go on walks, we'll get high and we'll like go stroll around the neighborhood and just like work things out. And I have to say like I'm I'll, I'll just like re-associate and stop and look at the tree and you know talk to dogs and stuff. And Mike is like assiduously keeping notes in the notes app on his phone when we come up with something and it hits him, he like stops to write oh, it down. I love it. So. Anything that we have written down in that often will make an appearance on the podcast because then we'll have a list of like, oh, let's bring up that thing that we talked about when we were high on that walk the other day. So that's, that's something that I've really learned about comedy is that it's truly it's really about like keeping notes and like, you know, working on thoughts and all that kind of stuff. Like I've, I've seen some amazing comedians like Jerry Seinfeld or Sarah Silverman come and they're working on something and
1: they've got a notebook, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, and yeah. I've seen
3: Mike do that too. So I've really learned a lot.
1: If school taught you anything, it's like to take care of yourself by taking notes for me, like for real. You know, what's really cool about working with Mary Jane is that MJG and MJG and she is like a wildly creative free thinker. And I have to take the breaths out of our podcast if I edit something, you know what I'm saying? And so the duality of us, I'm really I feel fortunate for. Me too,
2: Mike. Yeah. You guys are awesome. So along those lines, do you use cannabis to help you like become a freer thinker and come up with new crazy ideas? Or do you use cannabis, you know, after you've worked and made up all your cool jokes or how does that work?
1: Man, it rules. It's a great tool for the brain, body, and soul.
3: I can't write high. I, I I remember a day where I was I was at work and I like was on deadline at the High Times offices and my friend gave me an edible and I ate I think it was like a fifty milligram edible which for me is a lot yeah and. I, I ate it and I sat at staring at the screen for, I think a couple of hours and I came back in the next day and I opened up that Google doc and I had written like six words.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> they didn't even yes. make sense. And I was like, yeah, see, it's not, it's not, um, it's very <laughs> low doses, like a, a high energy strain, like a really great sativa dominant strain might be a productive strain for me, but not for writing. It would be for like cleaning my bathroom or like, yeah. You know, folding my laundry or whatever. So I love to use weed to unwind and like enjoy a movie. And when we hit
1: totoro. that pink moon and you totoro.
3: I turned into Totoro. <laughs> <laughs> oh I we saw just that. <laughs> yeah we were just Mike and I uh, were enjoying Seth Rogan's new uh, weed line houseplant and the pink moon which is the indica dominant strain mm. straight up did turn me into Totoro. Like I just melted into this big pile <laughs> on on his beanbag actually.
1: <laughs> of course I have a bean bag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a big time. So
3: it's totally unwind and relax and enjoy the moment for me, but
2: um, not so much for working.
1: Man, so- what about you
2: Same. Yeah, I can't work and smoke at all. Like I've turned into nothing. <laughs> I can't podcast and smoke either. Like yeah, We tried it. Yeah, we it tried terrible. it and our episodes were trash. We like,
0: didn't even talk. <laughs> we just sat there. We're like, oh, my God. <laughs> They had, like, stage fright, and there's, like, nobody even here. (laughs) Like, staring at a screen. But, like, a joint
2: after work, like, that's our go-to for sure. Like, 4.31, like, we're on it. Like, we're ready.
0: Yeah. We we went to a photo shoot one time. We are supposed to be taking photos for, like, this brand, and it was for, uh, they were, like, launching this new pre-roll. Well, I spent my whole time just, like, walking around. I'm supposed to be taking photos. Well, I was just smoking the, the brand's joints the whole time and got fucking ripped. And so then we get back home later and we're like looking at our content. And I swear to God, I had like three photos. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, Lucy. I couldn't work. I'm I was like, too hot. What high. are you doing? <laughs> I was like so baked. I like didn't even take any photos. And so after that, we we're like work first. Work comes first, and then weed. <laughs>
1: Oh man,
3: that reminds me of when I was I was working uh an event, a weed event, and there had been a film guy I'd hired to like do b-roll behind the scenes and he did this, he like pulled that move of eating hundred milligram edible. And we oh saw gosh. his footage later and all his b-roll was just of uh, um this production assistant's dogs. <laughs> <laughs> It was like two hours of just these (laughs) jokes. It was awesome, but
2: not
0: what he was hired to do. That's totally what happens. Yeah, it's like the old adage: like you have to wait an hour to go swim before you eat. You got to like do the same thing. If you smoke, you got to like sit and chill for an hour before you can go work.
2: (laughs) Absolutely, I love that. Well, speaking of houseplant, we were so jealous. You guys got to try Seth Rogen's new brand. So, like, spill all the beans. Tell us all about it.
3: I think Mike is in love. I think Mike is
0: like in love. I mean, I was going I to make a comment that like your your beard like he looks like it looks just like <laughs> Seth's beard, man. I like. Oh
1: him. man, <laughs> like I would love to meet the dude. I think it'll happen.
0: Same. I
1: think it'll happen. It's yeah. inevitable.
0: Yeah, he's, I think we'll have a good time. Please meet him.
3: Right? Yeah, we got to meet him. We got to hang out. He's yeah. he's doing it so right. His his weed line is not a celebrity weed line. It's just good weed that happens to be fronted by a very famous person. But like anyone who loves cannabis would be impressed by this weed. It's on point. It's like super potent. It's beautiful. It's terpy. The trichomes are frosty. It's packaged in this amazing sustainable packaging. The whole company, like the note yeah. that comes with it is this earnest, heartfelt, like we love weed and we hope you love our weed because we love weed. (laughs) Like the whole thing is just, it's really great. And I'm so excited to see how they affect the industry because I think they've set a new standard.
1: New, the the standard is like up here. Yeah. It is high now. You can't just
3: get some, you know, celeb white labeling something anymore. It's not going to work. Yeah,
1: It was never going to work. It shouldn't work maybe is the point. Yeah. I'm not sure that it should work. Right. You know what I mean? Because like a white like, yo, I've had some offers to do some white label stuff and it made me feel kind of weird because I wasn't putting the care into something I care about.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, agree I don't want to step on anyone's bag. I don't want to get in the way of anyone's bag. But yeah, you know, Seth Rogan did it right because he cares and I fucking love that. And
3: it's ten years in the making like famous right. partner app and have been at it for a long time. And they launched in Canada a couple mm-hmm. of years ago and they've clearly been fine-tuning it ever since. So yeah. When you guys come to California, we will pick up some houseplant and we'll sesh with you. And Funk we'll yes. have a great I time. It. It's Please. Good week. <laughs> I'm so
0: stoked for that. No, I love yeah. it. I'm like, it's so cool, I think, for my generation and you guys too, because we grew up watching like stoner comedies with basically Seth Rogen, you know, and James Franco and all these different Man. folks and i think Uh, it'd be pineapple express Express. i mean grandma's boy we watch grandma's boy Boy he's not in there but i mean grandma's boy is like fucking epic for weed dude
1: in that movie when nick swardson does dance dance revolution it's one of the funniest (laughs) fucking things i've ever seen in my life i still quote yes (laughs) high
0: score did i break it (laughs) 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 no but i've noticed now i'm like i'm turning 30 and i'm transitioning more to like uh What's that dude's name? What's the boss at the, like the tech company, the, the game company, uh, oh, Mr. I'll never remember, but he wears a the yogi guy? The yogi guy. Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Jared wants to be the
0: yogi guy. I'm like guy totally all turning into that damn <laughs> yogi guy. That's like, everybody's like fighting. and He's like namaste and all this <laughs> stuff. And everybody's like, what are you talking about, bro? We need some namaste out here. <laughs> Did we
1: do we <laughs> we a we... little namaste? <laughs> you you know, it. man, you know, what's crazy about Seth Rohn's week. Sorry. I have to say one more thing. Cause I love it so much. Is that, um, if you want to hear like more about it at all, anybody, Mary Jane wrote about it for Leafly and it's a damn good article and it got me excited again for houseplant. So I just wanted to plug it because she won't do it. <laughs> Thanks,
2: <Mike. laughs> well, we'll definitely check it out. And you know, you guys, I think, you know, Seth Rogan might be on your horizon because I saw you guys promo in the weed and I thought he was just going to be on the show. So it might be another manifestation. I don't know. All we're trying
3: i'm hoping that we end up just like hanging out somewhere in that oh, la way we, we just like meet them at a party and then it becomes you know having them on the pod but i just want to like hang out and smoke, smoke a joint with
1: them right. can we call you once a week and you can be our manifest
0: guru? Yes. Yes. Say yes. Like
1: great things in the year, please
0: just yeah tell us all the fun things you want to do we'll be like let's make it happen <laughs> universe now love it lightning <laughs> bolt <laughs> No, I mean, he's also doing those vases. And we were even trying to score one of those vases. I was like, I would l- love nothing more than to have a vase from Seth Rogen. And I think what Fuck was yes. what was cool about his whole presentation, even with the vases, it's so thoughtful, like everything he's doing is so thoughtful, and thought out and personable, and even how he like ships the vases. And uh, I mean, it has to be the same experience for the weed. And I think like you were mentioning, Mary Jane, I think that's what's needed to to help elevate everything and then give people that experience. I think. We've all been kind of waiting for, it, but maybe we haven't really got yet. And uh, we're, all, I think, we've all been sitting back thinking that you know, weed culture has to take off somewhere. And I think this might kind of help it because it kind of softens it, but then also provides like that weedy element to it too.
3: Yeah, and I can tell you because this is going to come out. Uh, you said on like the week before four twenty. So at that point, I will have opened my birthday gift, which I already know about. Is that Mike got me one of the lighters?
2: Oh, yeah.
1: How so did you cool. get through
2: to the website?
1: Okay. <laughs> I, I I woke up at four o'clock in the morning and turned my phone on to the screen for the waiting room. And I'm not going to say any more because I got other things I want to win. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it at that.
3: But it was, it's my birthday this week and uh, Mike was like, I need to do your present early. And I was like, no, I don't want to open it early. And he was like, you have to open this early. Oh, it's, you know, And so I opened it and uh, I'm so excited. And it was Mike's
2: birthday too.
3: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's
2: great, you guys. <laughs> we're we're close in birthdays. Yeah, and are.
3: We
1: both slid out holding hands, but we <laughs> didn't even know it.
2: <laughs> what is your guys' sign? Are you guys the same sign?
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, Aries, mad Aries. Oh, that's
0: big time. Oh, it's fiery. It's a lot.
2: (laughs) Well, speaking of that, like one of our random last questions was, you know, how is it, you know, like living together or coexisting together and podcasting? Like, is there any crazy pet peeves that come up for you guys? Like, how is it juggling at all?
3: Woo. I think I would say that our pet peeves originate when we stop communicating with each other about what those pet peeves are like the second we sit down and we just communicate any kind of annoyance to the other person we're always pretty willing to hear that and be like let me try and work on that for you because I understand that I can be a lot and I also feel like I'm always 100% right all the time Mm -hmm. so (laughs) if Mike is like hey I think that you know this is something that we should address I I just try and kind of hear that and and know that this is someone that like only wants the best for me and for us and go from there. So I think we have a lot of compassion and kindness, even though we're both mad fire signs.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I wish I, I wish I started therapy sooner. That's for sure. (laughs) That's for sure. And um, yeah, that would have been a lot. That would have been super helpful. Our first year of hanging out and making a pod and basically walking to each other's places every single day for hours on end and knowing the next day, one of us is walking or driving over again. Like, yo, we haven't missed an episode yet all the way through the pandemic and everything. And I'm mad proud of that, but I only think it's because things like therapy and communication keep
0: things cooking. Bam. Mm-hmm. Get at it. We support that. <laughs>
2: yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. Talking to your therapist is great. Like you can just really just think through some things and like figure some mm-hmm. shit out and be like, wow, shouldn't have done that. <laughs> like going yeah, to try to see better next week. It should be <laughs> called. You're right.
1: It's not therapy. It's yeah. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And like, where is this coming
3: from? I mean, I think I've I've learned a lot in this year of the pandemic of self reflection, and you know, talking to my therapist about how much of what I think of other people think of me is projection. Oh, really? I mean, it's Ooh. most of it. Yeah. Most of what I think is coming at me is right. actually coming from me. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, I did. Yo, a, can we pull that quote? Can you send that to us? Yeah. That's sick. That's big time. Yeah. Then no, that's so true, though. We uh, I did like a breakthrough session, and uh, basically it just walks you through like your life and all these different situations that have happened in your life. Where like it could be like something as simple as like something that happened in like an elementary school or something, and and then it hangs with you the rest of your life. Like. I didn't get that the green colored pencil from you know, Susie or something, and and mm-hmm. then you feel like you know you never get anything again, or some people don't share with you or something, and like those little things. I did I did something cool like that, and that's what I realized: like all these different things that, that you like build your life around, like they're all just like you and like your own preconceptions about everything else, and just got to get rid of them. Yeah, yes.
3: I I hate capitalism because Kelly Malloy cheated at Monopoly, and I never ever won. And that's, um,
1: you
0: know, set me up for a life of hating banks
1: and corporations. And
3: naming <laughs> names. You hate her so much. Kelly boy. <laughs> you're listening. Called her out.
0: <laughs> I mean, Monopoly's ruined a lot of people's lives so and outlooks on life. I feel like they're like, shit, I ended up in jail. Like, that's my yeah. life story.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mine was Candyland when I was a kid. Like, if I wasn't that little princess, I'd be so pissed. Like, if I got that uh, Mr. Lumpy, no. <laughs> fuck no. Fuck
3: no. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Lumpy. <laughs>
0: That's great. That's why we got weed though. Weed was, weed was my first therapist. (laughs) Yeah. Preach. I
2: love that.
0: Yo, that's real.
2: Well, cool. Is there anything exciting on the horizon for weed and grub?
1: Yo, life is fun. Life (laughs) is exciting
2: life is exciting. And like, you know, just like comedy, I think
3: we have the best time and we take it super seriously. Um, so, you know, we've been lucky to work with a really cool team. Um, our publicist, Zoe Wilder is amazing. And together, we're all kind of like, Dreaming up and and putting into the air opportunities, and some of them are starting to manifest at a rate where we're like, okay, wait, whoa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All and, right. You know means. how
1: you like hold the second clock from ticking one second forward? <laughs> You're just trying to hold it there to give you a second to do a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Just, yeah,
3: I've got lots of like cool, cool things popping. We just launched a Patreon. People can find it at, you know, you can just search Waiting Grab at Patreon. And the month of April is just like lots of like fun, you know, 420 related content and yeah Uh, thanks
1: to places like late grade and ocb you better Mm -hmm. believe thank you all for fucking with us uh late grade is great weed ocb is amazing hemp rolling papers yo if you like interviews at Um, all too we do have those (laughs) like sometimes we think about cutting them out completely because we like each other so much but we get to talk to some really dope people too (laughs) like megan and rachel rapino and bill oakley who was the head writer of the simpsons and david crosby and Jesus Christ, Chef Trixie Amanda, Mattel. Tri- Trixie Mattel. Yeah. <laughs> and South by Southwest with Ron, uh, with uh, Open Mike Eagle and Laganja Estranja Like, mm, it's so dope.
2: Yeah, that yeah. was cool. We just had an opportunity to talk to David, and Jared just loved it. It was like a dream Whoa. come true. Yeah.
0: I Amazing. Mean, like, the
2: greatest.
1: Yeah.
0: It is so great. Yeah. Music. We were talking about like Woodstock and just like how nostalgic Woodstock is for us, and just the fact that like David got to play at Woodstock. It's like so mind blowing for us. Yeah. yeah.
1: And
3: my favorite thing about David, I think, is that he's so surrounds himself with the next generation and the generation after that. And he's one of those true people who I think will like never get old. And we can always learn from because he's always preaching to the future. I love him.
2: He was so positive and happy. I'm like, I hope when I'm that age, I could be that stoked on life. Like it was so cool.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh, his life. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to laugh at pulled over on the side of the road and just like started just smoking it up for our podcast. And I'm like, what better way? Like, this is the way to do it. Legend. truly also,
1: legend. A legend, but also can I ask you all if you in that moment felt like, fuck, this is why we started this podcast. Like, this is why we do it for these kind of memories we're creating together. Because I think it. that's the most special part of podcasting for me.
0: I agree. You know, we've actually been like mind blown. We, When we f- first started this, we were kind of like you guys and that we had a direction we wanted to go and we were millennials and we're like, let's showcase millennials in the industry and just like give them like a good piece of press and uh, you know in in uh, in lieu of all this negative press that millennials get and and then we quickly were like there's way too many cool stories to just like focus on millennials and um and so yeah just like ever since then we've just been like mind blown by the people we've been able to interact with and the stories we have now and I mean like this is big time to talk to you guys I mean you guys have been like a huge inspiration for us and we've looked up to you guys for 3 years and really been like you know we got to keep doing it because like look how you know these guys are doing great and look at the people they have on and like we just want to like keep interviewing people and meeting people and it's done all that for us and it's i mean it's like we couldn't have expected what could come of podcasting and just the cannabis industry and uh really there's just some really fucking cool people out there and i think that's what we sit with every night and go and Sit on our couch after a podcast, like we're gonna do with these one, this one, and be like, "Those people were fucking cool." Yeah, like, how cool so is cool. that? Yeah. yeah, y'all are
3: cool as
0: you're hell. Cool <laughs> as hell, you're
3: doing it, you're doing it.
0: Yeah, but that's it. We just like look at each other, like this is so fucking cool, like so cool. Very it's better blessed. than our day jobs. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Thank
1: you for having us. We, I'd like to hang out again sometime.
2: That would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you guys, we have one final question. Uh, we are the Lit and Lucid podcast. So, are you lit? Or are you lucid? Lit.
1: I mean, yep. smaller <laughs> <laughs> I support it. <laughs> That's <a> great. <laughs> <ton>.
0: That's <laughs> well, to our listeners out there, make sure you guys do go out and check out Weed and Grub. I'm sure you guys are already on it. So definitely keep supporting them. Uh, like they just said, they just dropped your Patreon. So go show them some love. And if you guys have any fun recipes and, and you know, different cuisines you love to eat while high, send them their way. I'm sure they're always looking for new food tidbits. So <laughs> Yes please all right
2: awesome. well thank you both for hanging with us it was such a pleasure thanks for kicking off season 12 it was a dope time all right you guys but with that i'm lit i'm lucid and that's it
0: laters uh, congrats.
1: Bye. congrats
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.